for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Boom, 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 boom. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, June 10th, 2014. This is episode 126 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evenings, you can watch us, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee, that guy, that's Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Not much, just, uh, you know, doing some troubleshooting. Nothing I like better at 5 a.m. Oh, we'll start things off with that after we also introduce Nick Carroll, not doing troubleshooting. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. So, Eric, what, what's, uh, what's going on? Google products not working well with each other, or uh, is this a PebCAC issue? No, it's, it's not PebCAC. Are, are we sure? Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's Chrome. It's Chrome. Chrome does not like to play with Hangouts. Which and is, granted, I'm doing it on, on Ubuntu, Linux, the nerd operating system, but for God's sake, I've reinstalled Hangouts three or four times, and it still doesn't work. So, but I fire up and I fire up Firefox, and it works. And you so would think that's it's what we're doing. I mean, it's a browser thing. It shouldn't. It shouldn't even care what OS it's running as long as it has processor, right? Memory. Mm-hmm. It's, a bunch of memory, right? Hangouts, you pig. And then, uh, and then like, Loves it. and then the input. And assuming, I mean, I guess the OS would matter as far as your audio and video drivers work. As long as all that works, it shouldn't care if you're on, you know, Chrome on Ubuntu or Windows XP or, or whatever. And that's, I switched Matt. to Firefox. I'm doing all the Hangouts now hosting in Firefox because I don't have four gigs of RAM on this laptop, and Chrome just eats it up. Firefox is, but, it's noticeably better, so, I don't know. Do you remember, like, I mean, it's, we're podcasting, like, it's 2004. Remember how, like, Firefox used to have, like, memory leaks and things like that? Yep. And now you're, now you're saying, I'm running Firefox. It's gone the other way. Memory it's, conscious. I got Firefox with no script and Adblock Plus going, yeah, that, and. That goes a long way, actually. Things <laughs> are nice. More usable. Stories load quicker because I mean all we're doing is caring about the text, right? I don't need yeah. all of this fancy ad BS. I just need the information so that I can read it oh, yeah. to the listeners. Doesn't need to be pretty. I yeah, should see a plain text. Yeah, I even use a memory manager for Firefox. It's called like AO. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called, but anyways, it's a memory manager for it, which is supposed to even make it even more efficient. But yeah, I, I would compare Hangouts memory use in Chrome compared to Firefox. And it's much better, a lot less, maybe a tenth as much memory allocated or used in Firefox. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, they keep adding things to Hangouts. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. It, it'll get sorted out, hopefully. <laughs> Either yeah, that or we'll, we'll just start doing Skype uh, shows again, you know? It's all good. <laughs> That'll be fun. Right. I should give a, a, a shout out and a congratulations to you guys and this show. Uh, last month in May, we actually broke a thousand unique downloads, which is pretty awesome for a little podcast we pull out of our b holes every 
week. So nice job, guys. Nice job. Yeah. Uh, and all right. Congrats and... to you as well, sir. Oh, what me? Oh, no. Dude, I, yeah. I actually I prepared a speech. I mean, <laughs> no, it's only uh, ten minutes. Right, Hope you guys. Post show. First of all, yeah. I'd like to thank Google. No. Um, let's start things out. I just want to mention Nexus 10 got the 4.4.3 update. Uh, I've heard rumblings of the Moto X getting pushed to 4.4.3 as well. I haven't gotten it on my Verizon one, but uh, I keep checking. Uh, it seems the same. I, I don't know. On the tablet, it's a little snappier, I guess. But the Nexus 10's old, man. So it's uh, it's good to see it getting updates still. Uh, we'll start things out. The 64 gig Moto X coming to the Moto Maker. Uh, Eric, you posted this. Uh, AndroidandMe.com wrote about it. The try then buy promotion that they did. Did anybody fall for that? I mean, try that at all? Was, <laughs> is that? I would have considered it had I found out about it before it went out, <laughs> before they ran out of their uh, stock. But uh, yeah, it was it's it was pretty interesting. So you, like for a penny, you could uh, try it out for a couple weeks, and uh, most likely you'd probably keep it. I guess I don't know. So that's pretty cool. I definitely I mean, wish that... my Moto X had 64 gigs for sure. Yeah. Every time something updates, it's like 800 megabytes memory left. I'm like, ah, gotta clear some caches again and drop a bunch of Google Music stuff. And yeah, you get all those apps. They can uh, it's they a update pain. over time. Yeah, you can get. You can get a lot of uh, usage out of that. Yeah. It's definitely a pain. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing this just to like, because like, 64 gigs, that can be your music player for like years, right? Yeah. Like that is really really cool. You could have that as your podcatcher that just sits there. I would never and you can customize with little colors and stuff. Right? It's cool. It's so cool. I want more gigs. Uh, what is it? Six or uh, the 64 gig on the Motomaker site for 449. So that's pretty sweet. And, of course, customizable backs if you're one of those people. Yep, get your teak on. Get your your satin finished teak on. Nothing like a spearmint phone. My oak rosewood. Mm. (laughs) Let's see what they have. Actually, so they have walnut. Mm. Yeah, they have walnut. Walnut, Mm. bamboo, ebony finish for the discerning gentleman. You know I like an ebony finish. Yes, All right. we do. <laughs> uh, can we be expecting... This is very cool. I wish they would have done this at the outset, though. Like, I feel like more people might have might have gone for it with, you know, a huge memory option like that. Yeah. I mean, what's what can you compare it to in the 64 gig range for that price? I mean, an S5? Nope. An HCC One Max? Nope. And I not. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, an LG, not... maybe? I've been seeing a lot of new LG phones floating around, like people around here actually locally uh, getting, which is kind of cool, because it's been all Samsung and a couple HTCs, but everybody has, you know, an S3 or an S4. But now the upgrade cycle's coming around again, and it's interesting, they're not going for the S5. Yeah, I I just don't... It could just be Samsung's design choices, but I think people look at it and they don't really see a difference. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know. Like it, I know like a lot of times uh, iPhones look the same or very close. Um, but with the – there's something different. Like with the Samsungs, you look at it and you say, 
I am not sure that anything really has changed just by like looking at the outside of the phone. So I, that, I, that might be part of the problem. You look at the Samsung and you're like, man, that is a big iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's still made of plastic. Cool. Nice. Very Strong nice plastic, plastic, but it's plastic. I mean, yeah. it's a teak plastic. <laughs> a teak? Plastique, <laughs> if you will. Oh, God. So I will I've... say though, I mean, not to not to criticize it too much because when I when I had my S3, I actually liked it. Like I thought that the the plastic was very nice. The phone was very light. So, you know, my girlfriend loves saying, hers. Something. My roommate loves his. I mean, they they do like it. I get on them and I'm like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> some people don't know better, and that's yeah, cool. My wife, my wife is still yeah, on her S3. Yeah, my wife is still on her S3, and she even bought, like, a 7,000 milliamp hour battery. Nice. Like, a standard battery pack for that. So That weighs, like, 18 less. pounds and burns you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does Honey, it, like, does it fit, or did she have to get a special back for it? A special back for it. Ma- uh, made out of duct tape. <laughs> Lots of duct tape, yeah. Honey, <laughs> can, you, can you... Very uh, nice texture. Can you put the salve on my back? I'm starting to get third degrees back here. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, let's see, CM11 M7 coming out for 50 devices. Bogdan Petrovin writing on Android Authority. Uh, CM11 M7, that's based on 442. Uh, they said that there wasn't time for proper integration of 443 code base into M7, uh, but the nightly releases based on 443 are already out for a bunch of devices. But it's not going to be the M, the, the stable. Uh, they say M7 brings several cool features, including the theme chooser UI, which lets users apply customization features like fonts, icon pack sounds, or even full themes. Personally, I never got into theming i don't know if it's because it was early days and when you'd rom and then you'd put a custom theme on it maybe not everything worked all the time and i just it seemed like a pointless i don't know i'm more like function than like ooh, look at my pretty theme i mean i like my backgrounds don't get me wrong but like the font and the like who cares really well i think this is but if you look at it like i'll, I'll put my phone up here so this is the m7 build um like that's what the theming part looks like, and I really like what they did because you you have um, well if I turn the phone back on, you have uh, like spots for like the boot animation, icons, fonts. Like you can do everything, um, you know you can you could customize everything individually, uh, or you could make a theme pack. So, I mean the the benefits of that are it makes it easier for people if they just want to tweak one thing. If you just if you always like a different font. Um, you're not having to download a, a market app to do it. Um, yeah, that's then, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, and sort of. I mean, it gives it gives theme builders another. I mean, I think there are standards out there, but I mean, it gives them a standard for Cyan sure. Engine mod. Sure. Um, so I mean that that's pretty cool. Um, that's the. But you really wouldn't know it's there unless you read the change log. Um, right. I didn't. I haven't really seen much difference in running M7. Um, hopefully, Bluetooth is, you know, better. But um, overall, it seems stable. Did you notice the new revamped calculator app? I looked. Did you notice <laughs> uh, UI and feature uh, updates to the Trebuchet launcher? 
Hmm? He does all of his okay. calculations in his head, so he didn't quite notice. I've actually never used the calculator app. My calculator <laughs> app is called My Brain. I am a robot. The brain. <laughs> and I don't. I don't use Trebuchet. So <laughs> it's a good font, not such a great launcher, in my opinion. Yeah. In my humble opinion. <laughs> no, I. I don't like it either. I. I think that it kind of sucks. But yeah. Then again, maybe maybe after all the CM11 stuff, I'll. Maybe I'll switch back to it just to see if it's improved, but it has nothing on Nova Launcher so far. Sure. And then, yeah, they say Bluetooth improved support for new car audio systems and docks. I'm wondering if maybe that's what my bug is with the Moto X. When I'm Bluetooth in my car and I hit the mic button on the keyboard, it completely kills the audio, and then it won't play until you shut the car off and turn the car back on again. It's really weird. So, I don't know. I'm also having another problem, possibly PebCac related, I don't know. But uh, now, when I'm playing music or podcasts in BeyondPod, right, and I want to use text or speech-to-text, and I hit the mic button, it'll try to mute what I'm playing, but then it'll start playing again. So you can't talk over it. It's really weird. I've rebooted, I've looked at all the apps that I thought might be, I can't figure it out. So, I, I don't know. Does it transcribe the podcast you're listening to? If it hears it, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. Not Especially a feature. when I'm trying to talk. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. <laughs> I haven't I haven't come across that yet, but that, nice. that does suck. Yeah, it absolutely does. So, you know, maybe that'll get fixed <laughs> in 443. Oh, yeah. Like, Matt, why are you sending me texts about generating entropy? I'm very confused. <laughs> right? <laughs> In between what I'm trying to say, I don't get this at all. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the M7? You running that on the Oppo? Yes, I am. Uh, none so far. I I look forward. I, I look forward every month now to the M releases just because, I mean, the main thing is Bluetooth. I cannot tell if the problems are with Pebble or if it's with CyanogenMod. So what are your problems? Could be what's, both. What's your Bluetooth problem? It's just not pairing or what? Damn thing, do- it won't stay paired. It will not stay paired, and then it loses connection very easily, and the only way to get it to reconnect is to unpair it and repair it. Ah. So, I mean, at this point, I'm just not wearing the Pebble, and I'm, like, that close to just selling it. I wonder if that's um, what mine's doing. If it's unpairing, and I'm just not noticing it until I turn the car off. Because I've turned Bluetooth off on both devices, and it just, it'll play, but, like, there's no audio, right? Like, the the audio's glitched. I don't know. Are you running CyanogenMod, or is that No, stock? no, this is just stock Moto X 442. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Nick, you messing with M7 at all? No, I'm okay. still running stock on my Nexus. That a boy. <laughs> my, how this show oh. has changed. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, um... I've, I forgot to mention it before, but uh, my device, the Nexus 7 LTE, I think is the only Nexus device in the modern generation that has not gotten 4.4.3. So Interesting. maybe I'll go CyanogenMod on that at some point. And that should have got it a bit ago. It's it's not even on the um, oh the list. not even on the images site. Right, I don't right. I don't know what the deal you is. You said that was first gen. No, it's second gen. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, well, IO is just around the corner, isn't it? Next week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
So I wonder. Yeah, if... maybe they'll come out with that Nexus Eight. And give Why one eight? to everybody that has a seven. <laughs> yep, along with their Moto watch and their LG watch and every other watch. Uh, so to finish this up, you can get the CM11M7 for 50 devices. We'll put a link to the shot in uh, attackoftheandroids.com in the show notes there. You see if, gonna you, for $50. if your <laughs> device is supported for $50. Yes. Uh, Attack of the Androids. This is maybe what I've been waiting for. I'm not sure. I do use VLC to play all of my TV shows and movies on my desktop which for some reason will not Chromecast, it will, but it's like, I don't know what this is, and I don't know what to do with it, so I'm just going to sit here stupidly. Uh, but VLC for Android is getting Chromecast support soon. DiMaria writing on Android and me, very exciting. Uh, they say in a quest to stream all of your media content from your devices, VLC has announced that it is adding Chromecast support to the player. So this should work then, right? Because if the player's playing it and I just yeah. need that button to cast it, it's doing all the encoding. It should just be fine. I'm excited for this. This had better fix it. If not, just have to wait for something else. <laughs> I, I kind of hope it doesn't fix it. I kind of hope you <laughs> shut the hell up. This applies to the – I'm sorry for yelling. That was rude. Uh, this applies to the iOS, Android, and desktop versions, though the desktop versions will take longer due to lack of native support for Windows, OS X, and Linux in the SDK. However, the mobile devices will get it soon. Yeah, I'd also like to see VLC come to, like, Chrome OS as well, because it, it's sad. A lot of these native players, you know, the codec's not built in. Right. You know, and you, you just can't play it on either Chromecast or, or your Chrome device. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see uh, more VLC action and more more competition from other companies making similar products that will do that. So Yeah, and VLC, I mean, if you play any media, like, you'll try, what was it back in the day? It was, like, Media Player Classic in the codec yeah. packs. You'd get, like, the K-Lite yeah. codec pack or the, the whatever. Yeah. And then it was, like, you could use this. And then everyone started using VLC for some reason. I think it started, yeah. at least in uh, torrent communities, is yeah. that VLC would let you play a file that wasn't complete. So you could check yeah. the quality of the cam or whatever you're watching before you bother downloading the whole thing. And from yeah. that point, and at least, I mean, that's what I remember. Right? And then it yeah. just took off because it was a good player. And then yeah. people, I use it for music, so it the, streams. So the yeah, so the advantage with VLC for a lot of people is that it'll play just about everything. And everyone, yep. everyone that in the coding community is now use, using codecs that, that VLC would be able to support. The downside is that VLC is a little bit more like, processor intensive rather than uh, some of these other programs like Media Player Classic or Windows Media Player with a codec, anything like that. So that's the only downside is how well will the videos, what quality will the videos be when they are uh, sent to the Chrome? Is that VLC though or is that just the fact that videos are getting higher quality and larger and thus take more computing? Like if you open an MKV for a 720 or 1080p video file in Media Player Classic or VLC, I assume they're yeah. going to use close to the same, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you, VLC... you're not having like Blu-ray rips, essentially, in MKV, for example, sure. that, that are fairly... He bit. I don't know how The how bit rate exactly is... Heavy. Yeah, the bit rate. Thank you. I was yeah. thinking bit depth. But yeah, bit rate is really high. 
So, but nowadays, your even your low end budget, you know, PCs can run that just fine. So, my only concern is just how well will the Chromecast handle? Right. Handle that. You know, what will the quality of the video be? You know, when it arrives to it. So. Eric, thoughts? I'd be happy if this worked. I don't use VLC on the phone though. Um, Me neither. Uh, yeah. I just It really hasn't. It really hasn't been anything I've wanted, and um, I don't know if you if you guys have started using it, um, but uh, Plex, like I, I just use the Plex app now, and it does all the streaming, MKBs, anything that I, anything I rip to the computer, it will play for the most part. Um, so Aunt Pruitt from Yats is all about Plex. We actually met the guy from Plex at CES and uh, it did an interview, and yeah, their their stuff is definitely on point. It's just not something I don't. I use it a lot, but not enough to want to pay for it. I guess in that way, I don't know. It's I just well. Don't. I mean, it's a one-time. It's a one-time payment, and you don't have to pay for it. I no, think I the, know, but I, I mean, the if you want this, is free now. If you want the server to work right in the subscription service, I thought you had to pay every the Plex at home. If you want to access it from the internet, right? Um, it's the main thing. Um, and it used to be that you would have to pay for it if you wanted to access it for mobile devices, I think. Um, and as far as I know, I don't believe that that is the, I don't believe that that's the case anymore. As long um, as it's land. Oh, here. Uh, um, actually, yeah, I think that you would just have to pay for the um, the app on right. uh, on Android. So it'd be a few bucks, but the the Plex Pass, if if you will, gets you. Like cloud sync and that's what I was looking at. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think I don't know. Back in the day, like VLC wasn't around on Android, and there were other things that worked. So I never did get into using it like you didn't, because Mobo Player would play MKVs yeah. and everything. And uh, there was another one. I I don't remember. I think Mobo Player is the main one I use yeah. now. But yeah, Max and player. and now like. Yeah. ES File Explorer has a video player. Like all of these other apps, just do it built in now, so you really don't need a, a standalone video player. But yeah, this yeah, this really will be late to the game. Uh, but yeah, if they VLC can get this to dominated. work, it doesn't matter because if they get this to work, then pff, game's over. <laughs> like that's that's what we're missing, right? I mean, let me play my torrent videos. You know, come on, <laughs> come on, come on, guys, come on, relax. Well, hopefully also if, if they bring this functionality, other programs will start doing that as well. So even if you don't use VLC, you may reap the benefits of what VLC brings to the community. So we'll see how that goes. Well, and I mean, natively, it doesn't even work. If you go to the cast screen, you know, on your phone when you're on Wi-Fi and everything, like, it just errors. It doesn't do anything yet. So hopefully we see a lot of more of this functionality start working uh, a lot better. Uh, they say, according to one of the employees of VLC, the iOS version will have Chromecast support baked into the next update. Uh, this probably applies for the Android version as well. However, they did not release a date. Uh, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on this, and uh, we'll see how well it works. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes, are we all? Are we all? I can't really <laughs> detect your enthusiasm, Eric. Woo! Are you, Eric? Are you? Uh, of course. Tell me about the Lytro coming to Android. That's cool. Yeah. It wasn't. What was the Lytro? It, that's like that super cool, like expensive camera that Trey Radcliffe uses for like <laughs> in depth feel. I don't know. What, tell me. Tell me what it is. The the Lytro camera. It it's 
I think it's about that big, but it's like a little box, and you look through it, and you can take pictures. It kind of looks like a toy, but the idea is that you can you you take a picture, and then you can dynamically just look. I'm using buzzwords. You can you can just pick dynamically the change the focus on the fly Ooh. in real time. <laughs> Synergy just exudes from this device. It's mobile. Um, it's social. It's <laughs> So awesome. I could take a picture, and then I could say, oh, I don't like the focus there. I want to change it here. Um, so that was the initial Lytro camera. But it was sort of like a one-trick pony, and I don't know. I, you know, Much like Google Glass or other things, like you may look like a douchey you know, geek if you're out there using it. Um, but this, this looks like a... It's still a little, a little goofy, but um, more like a DSLR. More like a real camera, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a box that you put your phone into, and then <laughs> Android controls it, because that's kind of what the picture looks like. I, no, I thought that just, was just the screen. Okay, so that is okay. Then I'm. If you guys are watching here, here's what yeah. it looks like. But yeah, so that's it. Just pops out, then the screen does. Yeah. Well, that's but kind I guess of you can cool. interface it with an Android app, maybe. Is that is that the deal, or so, is it it's powered by Android? I guess. Okay, that's cool. So it's basically it's doing yeah. the lens blur effect in hardware. <laughs> is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but you're but it's but the thing is like with with the Android lens blur, <clears throat> you you have to pick where you want the blur to be. Right. This you can and put it this, everywhere. Like, yeah, with some of these right. other cameras where they're sort of giving you like a this effect on the cheap, they're they're kind of making multiple pictures and you know at different depths, and then you sort of select it. Here, it gathers a whole bunch of data for the entire picture. It's and so not you, that's why right. you can more granularly, you know, adjust the depth. So, but the file sizes are supposed to be pretty large, if I remember correctly, for this. Sure. But that's what gives you that ability, that high resolution, and that ability to fine-tune the depth information. Right, all of the information focus. is there. You just have to pick uh, which which yeah. part you want to show in a particular picture. It's almost yeah. like the difference between like how we record the show and then in post we like do limiting and all that as opposed to having a real-time piece of hardware here that was doing the limiting before it's getting recorded. You know, you're starting with a better quality so that your picture ends up nicer. Yeah. It looks nicer. I want to see an Android camera that is made for photospheres. But instead of me looking like a jerk off doing, you know, doing the photo, you guys have done it, do the photosphere, call yep. it doing the doing the photosphere. Uh you set it down, right? And then it just it does it on its own. That's what I want to see. Will it look like a Nexus Q? It'll look know. exactly like a Nexus Q. It also has to be just as big as the Nexus Q. Powered by quadricopter technology. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Like, just do it. I don't even want to stand here. I'm going to go over there and sit down and you uh, make my photosphere. Yeah. I'm going to get some dipping dots. Right? <laughs> I'm going to go get these dipping dots. Oh, that's a long line. Everybody likes dipping dots. <laughs> Maybe take two of those photospheres. So, of course, this is just an image leak, so who knows. But uh, EvLeak says next quarter, possibly. Android-powered light field camera. That even sounds cool. Look at my dynamically Android-y powered light field ray, array matrix zoom tech. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I'd call it. I don't think any professional. I don't think any professionals will use this outside of like it'll just be like the it'll be the gimmick camera. I'm, I'm gonna guessing. go take one um, shot of this real estate for my real estate website, and then yeah. But it is kind of cool that the the Lytro, like they're talking that it'll have a, you know, according to the leak that it'll have an 8x optical zoom lens. Sure. Um, so I mean, like that's there are yeah. some redeeming qualities to it, but yeah. I mean, could you add lenses to this? Like, are they are they going to be a standard lens like Nokia or something? Well, or check this out. What if ones? what if they make a Project Ara module? You can like oh, have yeah. your that would be a huge project arm much <laughs> well, you know, but you know what I'm saying, like you have that uh, you know that attachment to turn yours into that for your one gimmicky shot, and then no, that'd be cool now shut up Eric. I mean, as long as it could do regular as long as it could do regular cameras and it's just right, like right. a it's like a premium module um that would make sense. Don't tell me to shut up. This is a podcast. I'm sorry. If I don't talk, no, you have to be talking. I apologize. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. And you're the you silent go. cast. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Just tones. Tonight's episode will be eight hertz <laughs> from the makers of Attack of the Androids. They bring you tones. tones. The podcast. <laughs> tones. The podcast. Hey, actually, we need to do this. <laughs> Let's just work up the spectrum. I have a keyboard over here. I want here. three kilohertz. I we... want three kilohertz. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would be so awesome. All right. Lytro Android-powered phone, maybe. Very exciting. <laughs> you didn't use one of these at a CES. Uh, not, obviously not this camera, but um, a was Lytro, Lytro there? I, they might have been. There was a lot of stuff that we just... I'm reading articles now of stuff coming out that's like, and they debuted at CES. I'm like, really? Okay. I didn't see it, but that's cool. Not at my CES. Not at my CES. <laughs> right? All right. Uh, what next, Eric? Uh, well, how about You want to talk the... about the 1080p Moto X1 since we were talking about the Moto I... X earlier? Is this I was happen- actually. Is this happening or not? Because I'm. I mean, I won't have an upgrade for like another year, obviously. But you know, it's good to to see a refresh of the device. I think it will. I mean, I think the Moto X Plus One is going to happen. Period. Is that going to um, be the name? I hope not, but you know, that's the new thing. The Plus One. The Nexus um, Eight Plus Three. Yeah, maybe that's how we maybe that's how we get a get around the whole like having to put years on the end of things. Like the Nexus 7 2013, it's going to be the Nexus 7 plus 8. You could say the X4 and then exponentially awesome. <laughs> all right. Please, Eric, continue. So all this story is literally all the story is is that a Moto Exact posted a screenshot of mobile network settings um and the whole the whole thing was because with Moto X users that were international, there was this bug where the you could not shut off the network name up in the notification area, um, and that was blocking access to other information. So the exact you know to appease people, post a screenshot of this option in mobile network settings that you can check on and off to show the network name or not to. People analyzing the the screenshot. <laughs> um, noticed, holy crap, this is 1080p. What? And uh, nerdgasm ensued, and that's why people think it's the X plus one. 
Is that wise though? I I almost feel like I don't I I would want a 1080p for my tablet, but not for my phone, just for raw battery life purposes. You know, a 720. I mean, what are you watching that you need 1080p on your phone? I mean, I get bigger, better. You're the one talking about MKVs, and you know, where's that Blu-ray rip that I legally? I'm not attend? watching it on my phone, dude. Well, not all the time. I mean, you know. see, see. Let's How just say that when I'm watching videos on my phone, quality isn't my top priority, okay? No, I mean, it makes sense, and for most people, it probably isn't. Um, sure. I honestly can't think of a use case where 1080p on the phone would be better than 720p, but, you know, It would probably be reading small text, I guess, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> With the magnifier app? Then you just pinch and zoom. It makes your phone really the size of, like, your wall, but you can't read anything until you zoom in on it. I like that, with your monocle. <sighs> well, that's cool. I like when people uh, read, like, way into things like this. Like, mm-hmm. how did the picture 1080 resolution size even become a thing when they were looking at something having to do with the network operator name. Like, it's like such a totally different thing. It's funny. I, they were looking at EXIF data. Maybe they were trying to figure out what kind of phone it was on. Right. And And it said 1920 by 1080. And somebody was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to spoil a little bit about how some of this Android reporting happens. (laughs) It's a lot of looking at EXIF data and then looking at uh, benchmark apps. And then extrapolating. And looking for, things. Yeah. And looking for patterns. Mm-hmm. And then extrapolating. And then a beautiful mind. looking for patterns. <laughs> awesome. Uh, they say uh, that, yeah, that said, it's just a fucking picture. So It's a screenshot. <laughs> All right. The birthday of Moto X is just around the corner, though, so keep your eyes open. Maybe you'll get one for your birthday. That's the best birthday present. You're obsolete. Go away. Your phone that you struggled to get to keep your unlimited data, yeah, that's obsolete now, so that's cool. But, I mean, you're coming up on, you know, what, like nine months in on on this Moto X? Sure. Are you still happy? Uh, yeah, for the most part, except when the Bluetooth Ooh. thing doesn't work and the keyboard mic doesn't. But yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I am. I'm totally stoked on it. So, I mean, are you, do, do you think something's going to come along in the next two years that you'll be like, oh God, I wish I could have just got a new phone. No, that, I don't know. I, I, I try and be. You can wait forever. So, I mean, right? I could have waited for a better smartphone myself. I was on an Atrix 2, which I had for like a year and a half or more. And uh, I could have waited, but I was like, you know, I got to get something better. So you you got to get whatever when you got to get it. So I say well, the Atrix Two is abuse. I mean, the Moto X seems like a comfortable, <laughs> yeah, a, a I, comfortable waiting area. I, I'm definitely itching more for a new Nexus Ten than I am for a new Moto X, for yeah. sure. So now, well, if it was a Nexus Eight. If they said we're no longer doing the 7 or the 10, we've landed on this ooey-gooey, gushy middle, which is the Nexus 8, would you go for that? I don't think so, because that's too close to my my phone size, kind of. I, I like Your a 10. Inches. Well, no, it's like 4.7, but, I mean, it's getting to that, more towards that end than 
I don't know. Then the 10 and my work yeah. tablet, the 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 tab three, that I feel like it's not an eight is like maybe an inch bigger than that, which would be pointless, you know. What about you, Nick? I mean, you have the you have the Kindle Fire tablets, right? Well, I have a Nexus Seven, the original one, and that's the one that I use. My wife uses the Kindle Fire uh, tablets as well as my kids. Um, I would be interested in getting the Nexus Eight. I skipped on getting the the second Nexus Seven that came out the 2013 edition because for me it it wasn't a dramatic increase over the Nexus Seven, the original one that I had. So I would be personally more interested in getting getting this and say Matt would because he's already got a 10 inch tablet so he's probably looking for another 10 inch tablet but for me 7 or 8 inch uh, smartphone or tablet would be fine for me so I mean it's a cool it size it, it's definitely yeah. a cool size that that 7 inch tab 3 that I carry around at work like it's I find myself kind of using it more because it's faster than the Nexus 10 and the size is cool for like books and stuff but I don't know just playing games and stuff like the Nexus 10 is a good size like it feels good to hold it's it's a good distance apart i guess between your hands i I don't know and it looks good the screen is awesome on that thing you know yeah also like i've got a chromebook with like 11 inch screen so i i probably wouldn't necessarily go for a 10 inch tablet as much as i would for an 8 inch tablet that's more portable so you'd hold out for like a 23 inch tablet at that point (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) see eric's eric's eyes light up he's like yeah Yeah. the asus all-in-one where it's just like oh fuck it's so big you have to, you need you need an assist. Just Aunt Prude needs to come there and like bench lift your tablet, <laughs> like Very hang cool. it on the wall. <laughs> All right. Uh, what what were you gonna bring up when I totally didn't let you? Give me give me something. I you didn't let me bring something up. Well, obviously it was the Amazon Kindle app update. Nice. That is awesome. Is it? Yeah, it's it's I think so because I'm also an Audible subscriber. Like it's really it's really only a big deal if you if you read on Kindle and you're an Audible subscriber. Sure. Um they have this thing called WhisperSync, um which has been around for a long time, which is uh if I'm reading if I'm reading, you know, a book on my Kindle or in my Kindle app and then I also have the audiobook, um they'll sync with one another so I can just pick up right where I left off switching between the two. So now the Kindle app on Android um, offers that switching direct within the Kindle app. So you can seamlessly switch between book and Audible and Audible and book. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you guys uh, – I, I, for some reason I'm thinking, Matt, that you, you are an Audible subscriber. Am I right or no? No, I'm into playbooks because I still like reading them. Oh, okay. And if I listen to books, I won't listen to podcasts, and then I'll get behind, and it's just a mess. The closest I've done for that is I've taken some video series and then uh, basically converted them to MP3 and listened to them on the drive to work and back. But uh, that's about it. I I don't use Audible or anything like that. So. Oh man, I love Audible. That see, this is why they won't sponsor us. I heart Audible. (laughs) No, it's awesome for sure. If I had more time, I would definitely. You know, I would have to review, like, for me, mostly what I would do is I would listen to, like, like certification kind of stuff, and I would consider doing that for that. But I don't listen, like, mostly what I listen to now are, are podcasts or music, so I don't really listen to, to, like, the spoken word, essentially, you know, like, books and stuff so much. But if it's something related to, like, technology that I'm studying, I would probably do that, but I haven't done any research. 
Nice. Yeah. It's um I don't know, Matt, you bring up an interesting point too. Like I I get I have to switch between the two. Like I sometimes I get on Audible Kick and I'm listening to books constantly, but then I fall behind on my podcasts. It's uh yeah, it kind of stinks. But there's really only one podcast people need to listen to on a weekly basis. And what is that? We all know who that is. <laughs> this one. <laughs> this this guy. All right. This is kind of. I don't know if the headline is like facetious or if this is f- like for real. But Boy Genius reporting Windows Phone is getting an incredibly cool feature that iOS and Android cannot, and it has to do with the Connect. And 3D Touch, which, like, okay. Go on. I'm interested. Is it dynamic? Is it social? Does it interface with websites, with their APIs? Is it in the cloud? (laughs) But, okay, so he says that this, this Connect stuff, it could be very useful. Okay, if ported to the smartphone realm, uh, among other things, it says that the Connect in Windows Phone will let you answer your phone. Now, wait for it, okay? You're going to one day be able to answer your phone just by holding it up to your ear. Right? Is that... Think Is about Samsung it. Making Think Windows about phones it. Now? Think about <laughs> it. Your phone rings, right? And instead of picking it up and pressing talk, <laughs> you just hold it to your ear and it knows. It's like, I know that ear. I'm going to answer this call. And then you can turn on speakerphone just by setting it on the table. Boom! What if you're setting it down to your phone. Somebody, <laughs> like this guy's a douche. And then you, you'll also be able to end your call by putting your phone into your pocket, huh? Throwing your phone against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> call ended. <laughs> That's so awesome. This really sounds like a lot of stuff that Samsung was doing. It's like that. It's so it's gimmicky. Like that where you like wave over the phone and yeah. you know, or it watches your eyes shoes. to see if you're looking at the screen. I, I don't know that kind of stuff. It's it's like Very gimmicky and a waste of process and resources in in a device where that is your limit. Like you need to be can't just be throwing all this process and resource around all willy nilly. Gotta like be Wait. efficient. Are we are we talking about Windows Phone or the Xbox One? Like we're, I'm noticing a trend here with Microsoft and people's complaints. We're talking people about are... a Connect enabled Windows Phone One. Codenamed Codenamed Nokia McLaren. Like the car. This is the dumbest article. Alright. I I just wanted to share. I thought it was amusing. No, so. it's it's amusing, but I'm really confused. Like, nothing that you've said says connect to me. That's what the 3D touch stuff is. It knows based on lighting touch. and positioning, Eric. Lighting and positioning, okay? Dynamic lighting and positioning. They want to yeah, eliminate... Yeah. Check this out. Oh. They, Microsoft has this ambitious long-term goal, it says, okay? 
with this new 3D touch technology, the elimination of as many smartphone buttons as possible. <laughs> the what? The, no the more elimination. buttons. Microsoft wants mm. to be able to remove buttons like power so phone owners can simply grip their device to turn it on. I guess like Moto X active notifications, like when I pick it up, it shows me the thing because it knows I picked it up. But to the nth degree? Yeah, I, I mean, I think if I'm reading this right, maybe you have to be just in front of the Kinect and then that works or they're trying to add this Kinect functionality onto the phone. Put the Kinect into the phone. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's dumb. I this just is wanted... dumb. Why don't they work on making the operating system suck less? <laughs> or... <laughs> How about make Cortana cooler? Cortana's a Whoa! Place. That could be like really, really cool. But no. We're going to add connect to it because that makes a hell of a lot of sense. This, this, oh, God, is horrible. <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about something else. Okay, please. Something less depressing. <laughs> Your turn. How about LG Nick's Watch? Turn. Nick hasn't picked it. Oh, Nick, you pick. Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> what do you hey. want to talk about, Nick? Oh, well, really, this should be something Eric should talk about, but Google Glass comes under scrutiny with movie theater chain. Eric is the resident G-hole. Oh, in you damn Texans. In the Why group do you here. hate my freedom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. It's See, like the Alamo Draft House. It's like, don't watch me get drunk and drown my sorrows in the bottle of whiskey here. Don't watch that. Yeah, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. I agree. So the Alamo Draft House is a movie theater chain that I've even heard of, and I've never – I think I've been to Texas twice. Um, it's – you know, I don't know, Nick, if you've ever been there or not. Um, I'm aware you? of it, but I've never been. Well, I think it's just one of these, like, you know, theaters where you can get beer and stuff, and, you know, it's one of them one of them cool hip places to go. Um so they they officially made their Google Glass ban official. There's a lot of official there. But they made it official. Um, what they're saying is that it's banned from the draft house once the lights dim for trailers, which, you know, so you, it's not like they're going to hit you in the head and then, you know, take your glass right when you walk in the door. Yeah, this is an AMC. Um, I mean, or what was that other movie, Shane, that did that? I don't know. Shane. I think it was AMC that did that, or, okay. or at least the AMC theater where they uh, – It was out. AMC. So this wasn't a was bar. In... This is actually a movie theater with the name of a bar, which is where I was confused. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and their whole thing is that um, they didn't want to say anything or make any policies until they actually saw people with glass coming in, um, but that – what they're saying is that their concern is with pirating and such um, – but that they'll handle like if you have your if it's your prescription glasses um, with your Google Glass that they'll handle it like on a case by case basis. Fair. Um, Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's fair. I I don't. It's kind of I would be kind of irritated um, because I, you know, I've wore I've worn glass into a theater before, and you know, half the time I I put it up on the top of my head anyways because you don't want anything. You know, yeah. blocking your view of, of the screen. Um, but 
you know, at least they're not. I don't think they're being jerks about it. Um, and I don't think that any any person wearing glass would would say, well, I'm not going to the draft house anymore because they hate my technology. Right, right. They're definitely handling it. They learned the lessons from previous F-ups, right? I mean, tactfully handling this. Yeah. I I think they did a good job. And and they have enough goodwill, I think, that people are going to give them, like, the benefit of the doubt at least this once. I want to see it go back to, like, the Wild West days where you go into a bar and you got to check your weapons at the door. We should just be going into theaters, checking our phones at the at the door, right? And then you go in and you just enjoy the film. Don't worry about Twitter. Don't worry about Facebook. Probably still how be gonna, there after the movie. How are you going to check Run Go Pee in the middle of the uh, You should be a little more prepared than that. No. And if I'm you, a bladder if, the size of a walnut. Hey, if you can't hold it to pee-pee for the length of a movie then maybe you should just Netflix that biz. <laughs> Have you been to movies lately? Yeah, they're like yeah, eight I hours. Mean, some, of these, yeah. some of these are pretty damn long. <laughs> I bring two water bottles, one for drinking. It's like The Hobbit. Right? <laughs> but you could pretty much run go pee at any point during that movie and not miss much. I mean, you probably want to oh, see the you want to see the dragon scene. No, I like it. It was cool. I'm just saying, you know, you got eight hours. Not all of it's going to be solid gold. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's see what else here oh did you hear the wwdc stuff happen right and uh they 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 talked about uh android a little bit maybe being being a toxic hell stew i believe was that the was that the the quote a toxic hell stew Oh, it was a quote from Adrian Kingsley Hughes from ZDNet that Tim Cook put on a slide that said Android fragmentation is turning devices into a toxic hell stew of vulnerabilities. I see. I see. Oh, Tim. Trying to stay relevant. Why don't you go buy another headphone company? You... <laughs> hey, they innovated quite a bit. Did you... Now, did you see the the meme going around? It was like a Google I.O. I think I posted this on the AOTA Facebook page. But it, it was something about, like, uh, what announcements they'll be doing. Check Google I.O. from 2009 <laughs> <laughs> to see all the new Apple stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty amusing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just noticed something. So the guy who was quoted by Tim Cook wrote the article that we are reading talking about how Tim Cook quoted him. Right. In another article about Android (laughs) and being... Because fragmentation has turned... Which it has to a tiny point of all of these old devices and burner phones that aren't getting updates are not secure if you're going to third-party app, right? Like, there has to be a vector of attack there. You're not just like, I'm running 2.3, and all of a sudden my phone is exploited because I turned it on. Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I think there's... When it comes to these, when it comes to these like, malware situations, um, you know, it, use your head. Use common sense. I mean... Yeah, don't install don't install from third party websites. If you're pirating crap, you're probably gonna get a virus. So you know what? Screw you. 
you should have just paid your ninety nine cents your cheapskate. And I heard that. You know, you, I don't think you. I don't think you necessarily need security software. No. Um, but you you could if it makes you feel better. Um, and if you don't need to root, like most people do not need to root their devices anymore. If you want to, like I want to, so I'm going to do it. That's fine. But for most people, they are not at risk. This whole Android is a you know is Android's dangerous. It's a hell stew. No, you're just an ignorant, lazy reporter and. You're the CEO of, of a, competing, a competing company, so whatever. I I felt like the the argument was strong until the end, but I think you know. No, it's I'm like saying. the thing is, we've heard the same argument over and over, and it's like it's not gaining any more traction. You know, this whole Android is weak and vulnerable, but it's it's what you do with it. And the updates are there. The updates are there. It's more the carriers not pushing updates out to old devices because they want you to get the newest device, right? Like, it's not... uh, I don't know. It's link bait. I just thought it was amusing. It is link bait. Taking pot shots, right? It's like with computers. People don't... Like, the majority... Like, even, even, you know... Like the the millennial generation, all these all these smart little brats coming out where they've they've grown up with iPads, most of them are ignorant. Like when it comes to you know common sense, security, and things like that. No, so, Eric, that's ignorant. Don't don't be ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> that's ignorant. <laughs> I just want to climb in trees like a little boy. I'm free, Eric. Don't be ignorant. Stop it. Stop Shut it. up. You know what I mean. <laughs> Sound like Baby Michael. Oh, that's ignorant, it's... Eric. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched I, that episode. This, just, this the other irritates day. me. Yeah, it, it really irritates me because you know what? These these people then grow up to be, you know, they grow up to be the people that make decisions in business, and that's when you get these businesses that are all like, "Oh, we only use Apple stuff. Ooh, we're we're so we're so hip and with it." And, and in reality, they just like burning money. Rant over. I'm done. <laughs> Let's talk about the LG watch. Let's do it, and then let's do some app picks, and then let's be done podcasting for the evening. Fine. Uh, LG Watch. So there's actually two stories about this. One was that it there's a there's a rumor that it will be one of the Google I/O you know goodie bag giveaways. It has um, to be right. It has to be a watch. I thought it might be the Moto one, but maybe not mm-hmm. so much now. That's going to be a premium device. I'm not sure if this LG smartwatch is going to be premium, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the the difference between premium though is like fifty bucks. So, I, I think I think that the the main reason why it would happen um, would be that uh, Google and LG have this really nice working relationship that they've had over the past two years, two plus years probably if you factor in the you know like the the time frame before the devices were released. So I can see it happening. Um, but and you know they sold Moto. I mean they obviously didn't want in that game. So um, this would be I don't know, this would be the obvious choice I think. They have to give away something that's wearable. That's not glass. Glass. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they wanted to piss off like a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> Have a second pair. Um On yeah, because I, they, they have a 
I mean, they just released the Android Wear SDK. Right. So, I mean, something has to go with that. Um, it's a given. Um, the only thing I can think of that maybe, I mean, could be a possibility is if they have their own, like, uh, like Nexus Fitbit type thing, like just a very basic... Just a um, sensor, basically, right, that you're wearing. What's that? Just a just a sensor that you're wearing that communicates with yeah. your device, not actually a display. Like a, a pedometer. Right, and, right. You know, something really, really simple. I could see that, but more than likely they'll go with a hardware partner like LG. Well, and they're saying this is going to come out July 7th, uh, which is right after IO, like a couple weeks after, a week after. Uh, they said they're not sure about pricing so far, but they said it will cost less than the Gear 2. Neo, which is what two hundred, so mm-hmm. you gotta. I I feel like under a hundred for something. I I don't know. I mean, people do spend a lot of money on watches, or at least they used to. Other than like obviously like look at my bling, you know. But as far as like a functional like a swatch or something, you know, something like that, that was a decent like under a hundred bucks, right? You want like Kmart pricing? Almost. Like- I don't. Even I don't want to watch. Next. Personally, I don't. I don't want. Maybe like a pocket watch if it had a chain and like a little thing. I could look it out and be like, "Oh, I'm late. I'm late. I'm late." And then, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm good. Hop down the rabbit hole, right? Well, you can. You could probably like remove the, the wristband from the Moto 360 and sure. add a chain to it. Tie a little hippie hemp thing around it. Hell yeah, I'd jam that. <laughs> yeah, tasteful. Thank you. It would go nice with my bamboo, <laughs> my bamboo Moto X. <laughs> Man, he's just like natural. I like it. Very earthy, it's real salt of the earth kind heavy? of fella. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, four gigs, four hundred milliamp battery, four gigs internal storage, one point six five inch, two eighty by two eighty p display. Eh? What's the PPI on a two eighty by two eighty display? Is that 560 is that no what's i just did i just multiplied 280 by 280 <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works what is it does anyone know i can look uh, it up get my calculator. Calculator. let yeah. me google it google what is it <laughs> google what is the oh. answer why is this not answering my question no. you never asked a question i shouldn't have to <laughs> damn it Look Why doesn't my... the Cyanogen mod calculator have a PPI calculator in it? How do you even calculate PPI? I was hoping you guys would do it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you're the developer. Oh, I'm, Shit. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just into PPI. networking. I'm just networking. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, man. I found it. Nice. How, I'm curious now. How, how do you calculate? Well, 247. Is the watch? Two two forty seven PPI. That's that's all right. I mean, what's the Moto X like three fifteen or no? The Nexus Ten was three fifteen. Oh wait, I put in the extra decimal with two thirty nine. So um, the Nexus Seven is like two sixteen or something. So like the original Nexus Seven. That's so, pretty decent. That's not bad for PPI. a watch, right? I yeah. mean, you're glancing you at might it. You're looking at it like this, so. <laughs> and for like seconds, right? You're just glancing yeah. at it. Yeah. The Nexus 10 is 300 PPI. Yeah. Right. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Uh, anything else before we do app picks? I think that's it. Eric. That's it. Give us an app what? pick right now. Uh, sure. 
Um, my app pick is called EML Reader Free. Mm. Uh, it's not it's not one of those apps I don't think that you would keep on your phone like permanently. Um, so if you're if you're running Outlook uh, and you save an email, you know you just want to like archive one email specifically, it'll save it as a .eml file. Um, so this lets you open such files. Um, I needed it. Somebody had shot me an email and they they attached to the Gmail, like to the email in Gmail, they attached this EML file, and I was like, what the heck? Um, and this this did the trick. It was easy, it was quick, and, um, you know, I'm sure somebody will get use out of it. Nice. There you go. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that it's free. Yeah. Nick, give a snap pick, please. Well, we had mentioned this app on... Uh... Well, the last episode, but I, we've never actually recommended it as an app. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Spotify. <laughs> you know, if you want to listen to uh, to music and you don't want to pay for a service, you can use Spotify for free, or you can use Spotify Premium, and uh, you you know you can do that. But uh, the free version does have some ads. But uh, I would just recommend this. You know, it's just like many of these other apps. But uh, I don't think we ever actually recommended it. So I'm going to recommend it for everyone. <laughs> That's it. Good nice. public service. I'm I'm very surprised. This is one of those hidden gems that when you just like when you need the app pick, I yeah. would have never thought Spotify. Good stuff. All right, I have an app pick. It's only going to apply to you if you play disc golf or fall or frisbee golf. If you're a member of the PDGA, Pro Disc Golf Association. Yes, that's a real thing. If you want to find a course near you, go to pdga.com and check the course directory. Anyway, I'm a big fan. We just took a weekend, went to Libby, to the dam, and played Falf up there. Nice 18. Uh, and my brother, he started a Falf group uh, on Facebook. He's been getting way into this. He showed this to me. It was an iPhone app because he's a, an iPhone dork. But it they had it on Android. It's called UDisc Disc Golf App. And it's it's... Kind of cool, like, I don't think about this kind of stuff when I'm playing as far as just keeping score, because we're starting to play holes for money and stuff, so it's cool for that, but it, if you, like, actually take the time, you can put in all of your false discs, you can do throws, and it'll measure throws for you, and then it'll analyze all of this data, so as you play and as you throw discs and... It'll give you this awesome, like, information, like a graph. It'll give you all sorts of info about what you're throwing and how you're throwing and improving your throws and stuff like that. It's dumb. I don't know. I like it. But uh, it'll track all your strokes and penalties. It has a built-in 4,600-plus course directory. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you're playing with a bunch of people and nobody can keep score because you're probably smoking weed out there because it's false. Uh, it's nice to have on your phone because you can just right there. Everything's par three, everything's four, whatever. You can just swipe through, boom, done. So I don't know if you fall, f- <laughs> if you fall, f- email show at attackingtheandroids dot com and just say like, yep, yeah, I fall. I'm, I'm curious how many listeners actually know what this is, but we're big into it here. So frisbee golf. The app is called UDisc oh. Disc Golf App. There's a free version and a paid version. So check it out. What else are you going to do in Montana? Dude. <laughs> Take pictures of the dam? 
Check out the PDGA. I'm just saying. I'm going to go pro here. I've been playing for like 12 years. <laughs> I'm almost pro. <laughs> no, I'm totally not. Start your own podcast called false. What the Fall. What the Fall? <laughs> that would be awesome. Coming up after Tones, What the Fall. <laughs> <laughs> we could have like a whole just spoof network here. I like it. I like it a lot. Wish I had more time. We need a rich benefactor. <laughs> You're like, you kids are cool. I like you guys. You got good ideas. Here's money. Make them happen. <laughs> you guys make me laugh. Yeah. Waz, are you out there? Right. <laughs> There's good barbecue here. Just saying. Never been to Glacier Park? All right. Uh, what's our email again, Eric? I just completely forgot it. Oh, well... Mr. Wozniak, if you'd like to shoot us an email or a check, you can do so at show at attackoftheandroids.com. Oh, very good then. Uh, we're on Stitcher, also an Android app, and in iTunes. So if you use iTunes still for some reason for your podcast, uh, go in there and give us a review because lots of people still do. I don't know how many people on the internet. listen to an Android show on their iPod, but hey, if that's your thing, or Zune. I don't know. Maybe you like Zoom. Leave us a message also, 406-204-4687. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week, probably. Have a good night. I really mean that, though. Like, have a good night. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.